It's 11.02, time for the Duke of Pipso. It's 11.02, Central Daylight Time, and welcome to the Duke of Pipso podcast. Coming to you live from the snake pit at the world-famous Indianapolis Motor Speedway, I'm Martin. And I'm Matt. And now, let's gossip like sixth-grade girls on a group text chain. Matt, what do you got for us this week? I got a couple of juicy items from Ricky. Here we go. Number one, Ricky's sources in the volunteer state have some breaking news about local pet food magnate and Bear in the Campsite drummer, Russell B. Peppers, still sporting the nickname he earned from his days in the Nashville honky-tonk scene, has long been hailed for his expertise in supply chain, operations, and inventory management. But, Ricky has learned, soon he'll be known for something truly consequential, Six Sigma Black Belt Certification. That's right. The American Society for Quality has determined through rigorous root cause analysis and axiomatic design that Russell has demonstrated a process mean shift of 1.5 Sigma toward the side with a critical specification limit. Whether viewed through value stream mapping or an Ishikawa diagram with 99% runtime stability, Russell has delivered on-time defect-free performance, and truly client-centered quality function deployment. Congratulations, Peppers. Ricky is proud of you. It's amazing. I did not think he had it that in him. Well, he's been stuck on Greenbelt for a while, and it's, it's really good to see that he's kind of upped his game recently. Indeed. All right. Well, yeah, I got one more for you. This is, this okay. is a good one. It's official. Frequent on-again, off-again power couple James O. and Sean T. are on again. For years, these favorite targets of Vilas County paparazzi have resorted to stealing kisses among the Duluth packs and boxes of instant oatmeal nestled deep under the dining hall. But now they've taken the next step in their relationship following a recent week-long glamping trip throughout the Lost Canoe State Natural Area. Whether rocking gently in each other's arms while watching the sunset over Escanaba Lake or just snuggling together on those chilly late spring Wisconsin mornings, this much is clear. Love is in the air. But could there be trouble looming in this nascent paradise? Ricky sources have it that old flame Dan W. is none too pleased with these developments and has been hard at work getting his beach bod ready to turn Jim's eye this summer. For now, all Ricky can say is, stay tuned. That really warms my heart. It's I've good. been rooting been, for them. You know, they, yeah, they've been, you know, as Ricky said, on again, off again. And it's like, will they or won't they? And it, it seems like maybe they will this time. They're totally a Sam and Diane coming from them. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, uh, so I, you know, it's, I think... Uh, speaking of spring, uh, that kind of gets me thinking about uh, summer as seasons go. You know how it works. Yes, and I do. When I start thinking of of summer, and uh, I think of Memorial Day, and when I think of Memorial Day, 
I think of the Indy 500. Oh, let me let me jump in here for a second. Um, yeah. When I think of summer, I think of cooking. And intern Michael has prepared this week's uh, really important safety tip. I'm going to give him the floor here. Uh, oh, Michael, I, whenever I really you're ready. Really steamroll you. Yeah, it's okay. That's okay. I, my jo- that's in my job description. Yeah, so uh, whenever you're ready, you got 30 seconds. Okay. Well, first of all, I wanted to thank um, Matt, um, who I thought we had sort of some personal problems, but he went ahead and sent me a microphone that I could use for the, the podcast. I really appreciate that. So I wanted to, to thank you, Matt. Um, oh, that's my pleasure. Also, you've never sounded better. So thank you so much for, for that. Um, I got the kazoo out of my throat. I appreciate that. Um, but I know the clock's running, so I'll go ahead and uh, use my brand new microphone that I'm, uh, this just sounds great. So you got, you got five seconds. Um, I'll say that. Okay. Uh, um, Thank so th- Michael, the intern. Another great safety tip. Uh, I think that one was clearly about how to cook safely. So, Matt, you were talking about summer. And uh, I sort of cut out your beautiful intro there. So I'll turn the floor back over to you. Right. So, you know, uh, as, as we head into summer, I think, I think that progression is kind of marked in three stages. In, in eight, we go month by month. And, and you start thinking about summer in April with the, the beginning of baseball season. In, by, the, by June, you're thinking about, you know, waking up looking out at the pure glass of Plum Lake and, you know, getting some good footing runs in. But the important milestone between those, as you and I both know, is Memorial Day weekend and uh, the greatest spectacle in racing, the Indy 500. Am I right about that? Oh, you're 100% right, my friend. Um, I've been going since the 100th, and let me tell you, whether you're a race fan or, you know, just someone who enjoys the, you know, techno house show of the snake pit, there's fun to be had for everybody. And you and I have had quite a bit of fun there together, along with a, a few friends of ours, some mutual friends. Um, but I, I, I got to realize that not everyone in our listening audience um, is a true race fan like yourself and myself. And I thought something that we could do to spread a little bit of the joy of uh, the Indy 500 is, is I'm going to, I'm going to, we're going to play a game, you and I. Oh, great. Um, Yeah. To be judged by intern Michael. And I'm going to, I've got, um, I think about seven different important things about the Indy 500. And I'm going to say that thing. And then, Martin, you're going to explain to the audience the significance of that thing. And uh, if if Michael decides that you do a good enough job by the end of the contest, I've got a lanyard and a plastic ticket holder that I'm going to mail to you to be used at this year's Indianapolis 500. Matt, you are unusually generous today. That's a you lot know, I've of had pressure, a real, but I'm I, ready. I resent that. I've, I've always been pretty generous. Uh, 
So, Michael, you're back on my list, and yeah. I take back every nice thing I said about you uh, ever. But you can't you take wanna... back the microphone. So you're No, gonna... you could send it back. There's a return address. Oh, crap, there is. Never mind. Yeah. Read your contract. Shoot. Yeah. Okay, okay so, Mark. So, yes. For each of these, I do have a hint. If you need, uh, if you need a little bit of a hint, I can give that to you. Um, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna trust your judgment, and I, I know that you're gonna do a great job on these. I'm ready. Are you ready? Okay. So the first thing, I'm is... more ready for this, and I've been ready for anything in my entire life. That's true. You're usually not ready for anything. Well, I'm ready for this. Yes. Well, let's. We'll let. We'll let Michael decide. Yeah. All right, Martin, the first thing you have to explain to our audience is the significance of the number 33 in relation to the Indy 500. Okay. Well, there are, aside from 33 race cars that are in the race, a lot of people, like I can't give you exact numbers, but there are definitely people at the race that just constantly yell 33. All the time. And it's unexplainable. It just is part of the, I don't know, the joie of the race. Okay, Michael, uh, consult the notes I sent you earlier. Is that an acceptable answer? Uh, I feel like I would be remiss if I didn't point out that you highlighted um, that 33 represents Jesus the Christ. Um and uh, this is a mostly Christian podcast, so I'm a little bit confused as to why Martin didn't bring that up. Okay, so that sounds like O for one. Okay, yeah. number two, Martin. Okay, uh, so, yep. Explain why are people so into milk at the Indianapolis 500? Well, let's not forget Indiana. It's not the dairy state, but it's close to that, and. You know, people in Indiana, like basically, you got Larry Bird, and that's the only famous person. And he was really white. And how did he get so tall and good at shooting threes? Drinking milk. Okay. Uh, Michael, how does that hold up for you? Yeah, that, that's exactly what you had written down in the notes. Yeah, and that's 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 basically scripture in Indiana. So you are... Yeah. You are correct. Even though I'm from Virginia, that sounds like scripture in Indiana. Okay, so one for two. Uh, number number three, Martin. Who is Janet Guthrie? Oh, so when we go down to Indiana, we stay at my friend John's house. You might know him. He's in the audience. He's part of the Rhythm Gymnasium that writes our theme song. Never heard of him. But I bet he's got great hair. Total Indiana hair. Anyway, his wife is named Janet Guthrie. Michael? I, I don't believe in the rhythm gymnasium. Okay, so that sounds like a no. You don't believe in anything. Yeah, I'm the worst. Okay, Martin, can you explain to our audience what is the Marmon Wasp? Sure. Um, so again, if you've seen the movie Hoosiers, there's a famous scene where Jimmy, he didn't want to play on the basketball team, and he done a, a bee farm. They made honey. 
and there was a famous Mormon wasp nest. And he said to Gene Hackman, if you can break into the wasp nest, nest and bring out the queen alive and bring it to me and we kiss and the wasp goes into my mouth, I will play basketball for you. Michael. Uh, yes. Jumping on these. Yes. Yep. So that was um, clearly uh, the plot of my girl and how um, Macaulay Culkin died. And that is correct. Okay. So I think that takes you to two for four. Uh, I've got I've 80%. Just, that's good. Yeah. I've got You're a math teacher. For you. um, three names for you AJ Foyt, Al Unser, Rick Mears. What's their significance? Um, well, Rick Mears is a former quarterback for Notre Dame. He played briefly for the Bears, and like all Bears quarterbacks, was terrible. Um, Al Unser was one of the original three Stooges, but he was too Christian, and he got fired. And then who's the last one? A.J. Foyt? Yep. Mike Pence's dad. And the thing that links them all three together is that they all meet up at the snake pit at 5 a.m. to get the first row of seating to see Skrillex, and they love it. And um, I don't know who Molly is, but she's there with them too. That was verbatim what was in the notes. Okay, I think that's three for five. Yeah. So, um, ninety percent. One, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna skip ahead. This is our this is the last question. It actually counts double. Ooh. I need you to explain the significance of you're in the snake pit, and there's a guy from Sigma Chi, and he's gonna be wearing an American flag speedo and a cowboy hat and nothing else. Tell me about okay. it. Well, essentially in the snake pit, that's not where the true race fans go. No. I hate to tell you this. So there are basically two kinds of people in there. There are the frat boys and lack of a better word, rednecks. Dirt bags. Dirt bags, correct. Now you'd think he's wearing a Sigma Chi shirt. The American flag shirt cut off. Don't let that fool you. Everybody's, you know, brandishing America stuff. That's normal. It's really weaponized in there. Yeah. He's not a frat guy. He's a dirtbag. Oh, um, yes, he's a dirtbag. Um, you can tell he's prop. if he was a frat guy, he'd be wearing like Birkenstocks. He's not wearing Birkenstocks at all. Um, and, you know, I'll bet cows to catfish, he's packing some sort of weapon in there, too. Hmm. Okay, so that's that's everything. With, uh, based upon Michael's determination of this answer, we're going we're gonna to either get that lanyard and pit pass uh, holder in the mail to you, or I'm going to uh, use it for myself. Well, I understood 
even less of that answer than I did the uh, the whole Six Sigma thing in the uh, Ricky's roundup. So I'm going to just assume it was smarter than I am. And yes, that was had to be right. Oh, Martin, you're going to love this. It's uh, just as good as it gets. And I can just picture you now kind of strutting around the track with your lanyard and your plastic ticket holder and everybody's going to be looking at you and you're just going to be the cock of the walk. This is probably the proudest moment of my life. Um, I can't believe this is happening right now. I'm at a loss for words. I feel like I can hear the emotion in your voice. I, you know, I've extra kazoo stuck in your throat today. Oh boy. Yeah, there's a kazoo, and there's probably a you know a poison arrow frog in there with an extra kazoo. Hmm. It's unbelievable. I don't remember you hearing as much about your daughter being born. This is a this is a big moment. That you know that took a long time, and it was it was fine, but this This is is really significant. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this is really something. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Congratulations. And I thought that Matt this whole time was just in it for himself, but clearly he proved today that this is the real Matt. Yeah. And he puts other people first and he believes in us. So this I just want to the best say, version of Matt, I would say. Yeah. I just want to say thank you, Matt. Me well, too. That means a lot. And I feel like I've turned over a new leaf and all the snark and all the cynicism, you know, that's that's in the past. So it's good to meet you for the first time as myself. Well, we like your true self much yeah. better than that shroud that you were performing for the last 45 years. Yeah. Well, you know, now now and into infinity, you know, that's that's where I'm headed. Yes. Perfect. Well, I think this is a great segue into hurrahs and zahs. And Matt, I think we'll let you go first. Yeah, that's right. I do have a hurrah. And this one's going out to Churchill Downs for suspending Bob Baffert, who uh, is somebody, you know, like like most of America, I am into horse racing for about five minutes per year. And Uh, The only thing that I care about at the Kentucky Derby is that at the end of the race, I don't have to see that guy with his white hair and his sunglasses celebrating with other people with white hair and sunglasses. And he's kind of like the New England Patriots of horse racing. He's just always there and you always see him and he's a cheater and he always wins. And I would like to, to thank Churchill Downs for removing him, hopefully permanently, from my life and everybody's life so that we can just enjoy the five minutes of the Kentucky Derby and not have him looming in our, uh, in our future. So hurrah, Churchill Downs. Well said. Uh, Michael, what do you got for us this week? Well, first of all, I, I'm glad that Salty Matt's back because uh, I was worried that he was too uh, positive up until that moment. Um, I would say I'm going to give a hurrah to 
uh, Medina spirit um, because, you know what, sometimes horses need to take anti-inflammatories too. And I feel like, you know, they get aches and pains just like the rest of us. If I take an anti-inflammatory, no one ever kicks me off of anything. So so I'm going to go ahead and put a positive spin on this thing. Yeah, Bob Baffert. I, I really feel like like we're trying to split the baby here. I, I don't think you can – I don't think Duke Capipso can, you know, straddle the fence like this. Well, I don't think Medina Spirit picked up those anti-inflammatories by himself. I think someone gave them to him. And so Michael, why are you trying to – why are you trying to cancel Medina Spirit? I'm not. I'm encouraging Medina Spirit. I'm canceling Bob Baffert. Hmm. Yeah. Not what I hear. Oh. Hmm. All right. Well, we're back now. I have, I, a, I have a huzzah this week, and people are not going to like this because I sure don't. You guys know who's back? The Noid. Remember the Noid? They rule. Oh, yeah. Try to intercept Domino's pizza and destroy it and make it super late. And a lot of people thought, oh, it's just a funny commercial. Well, let me dig a little deeper. Maybe you guys haven't heard of Kenneth Lamar Noid. No. Let me set the stage here. January 30th, 1989, Kenneth Lamar Noid a mentally ill man who thought the ad campaign was a personal attack on himself, entered a Domino's restaurant in Chambly, Georgia, with a 357 Magnum. He held two employees there for over five hours. He told the employees that the Domino's owner had stolen his name and forced him to call Domino's headquarters and demand $100,000 in a white limousine, obviously to get away. My goodness. How inconspicuous. Yeah. He became hungry and he made the employees make him two pizzas. While he ate the pizzas, the hostages escaped. There were shots fired. No one was injured. He was charged with kidnapping, aggravated assault. He was found not guilty by reason of insanity. And he later died by suicide in a mental institution. Now, this is just one case of the Noid running amok. But and I worry now, when America's at a real crossroads, tempers are flaring, you know, there's, I feel like our country is more divided than ever. This is not the time for the Noid to return. So, we need so the, to Noid that's returning, Noid. the Noid that's what, returning is the, Matt? is the, <laughs> what you call me? It, the Noid that's returning is the man that held the hostages? No, it's the Noid from Domino's. But the Noid from Domino's inspired this other man to right. go on a kidnapping spree. But and he came back from the dead Noid. like Jesus. That's two Jesus references. Who is the Noid going to inspire now, Matt? Yeah. And why well, are you defending him? Sounds, sounds like he's kind of inspired you a little bit. You're probably just, thinking about a Domino's pizza right now. I mean, I'm I worried know. about I'm what the Noid will do now. to America in 2021. Uh, too. Sometimes you got to think of things larger than yourself, Matt. All right. Okay. Yeah. It's not I'll just a funny in. commercial. And Mark. I don't think the commercials are that funny anyway. 
and I'm well, shocked that you're not supporting me on this. Well, I'll, you've given me a lot to think about, so maybe next week I'll, I'll be uh, a little bit more receptive. Well, I think we've given everyone a lot to think about. Um, I'd like to thank the audience. Um, I'd especially like to thank myself for, I think I've really brought a lot to the table today. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.